Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. of us have sort of that that sort of strange uncle uh, or aunt or, or maybe that kind of cousin who's just a, a little bit off, all right? Um, and and my, my friend Matt, he talks about this being kind of the weird uncle. Um, and so we have that person that if you were able to have family gatherings, you're always like, I'm not sure what that person's going to say or do, right, when you, when you gather together. Now, what, what my friend Matt, who's a pastor down in McAllister, says is that a lot, for a lot of us, we treat the Holy Spirit like this weird uncle, all right, We're, when we, we talk about God, we, we can talk about God the Father and like the creator of the universe and, and the one who sort of has dominion and power over everything. Like that's easy for us to talk about. And Jesus Christ, I mean, we've just spent the last seven weeks taking this journey with Jesus and, and the word made flesh and, and he, he walked with us and he talked with us. And, and, we, and we see this sort of person um, who even though he did amazing things, it was a person. But then when we get to the Holy Spirit as Christians, we're a little bit uncomfortable. It's like, eh, I don't know what to do with this sort of Holy Spirit. Um, that, that, that's kind of like the weird uncle, that maybe we've, we've seen some things that other churches have done or, or people we know, and we're like, ah, that makes us feel uncomfortable. And really, actually, the whole sort of spiritual realm is, is a little bit uncomfortable for us, all right? And, and that we struggle with that. And so there's probably some... When you heard this phrase, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, you were like, what is he going to be talking about? Those aren't the words that we typically use, cosmic power, spiritual forces of evil. But, but actually, it is what part of the, the sort of the, the Christian life that there is stuff that we don't know. And you sort of may be wondering, like, what's he going to talk about next? Is he going to talk about infinity stones and, and how those go over the galaxy? Um, no, that's if you want to talk about infinity stones, you can talk with my, my son Micah about that. But I think for a lot of us, we're really skeptical of sort of the spiritual forces of evil and even the Holy Spirit. We're, we're skeptical of these spiritual things that are going on, and we're not accustomed to them. In fact, I, I think what we're really wondering is, is there more than we can see and know? Is there more than we can see or know around us in this world? And, and I think that, again, there are some people who they're really open to this. In fact, there's um, a wide number of people who consider themselves spiritual. They know there's more than they can see or know, but not religious. There's not a way to sort of organize it or to understand it or to worship it, all right? But then there's other people, and this may be you, um, who are just sort of skeptical of like, okay, um, I'm, I, I want facts, I want science, I want knowledge, and this whole spiritual realm that I can't see or know, I'm just not going to pay any attention to it. And so if that's you today, I, I think you're in good company because I know I find myself sometimes being skeptical of sort of the, the spiritual life, and I think we find it in that way for a few different reasons. One of the reasons is that we've seen it abused. Um, I remember when I was in high school, there was a, a friend of mine, and, and we were talking at youth group, and he went to a, a charismatic church one time. And, um, and I, I now believe in the gift of speaking in tongues. I was unsure then. But, but it was one of those things where he saw that it was being abused because they wanted him and tried to force speaking in tongues 
um, on him. And so he said, he just started mumbling, and they were all so excited, but he said, it wasn't a spiritual thing. I just did it to get him off my back. And so sometimes these spiritual things being abused, we see people using healing as an opportunity for, for money to come their way. Um, now, my friend Matt, who, who shared this article, he made a great point. It's he said, we only manipulate or use counterfeit for things that are valuable. He says, you don't find anybody who's counterfeited a penny because that doesn't have value. But they counterfeit 20s or they counterfeit $100 bills um, because those things have value. And what we can see in the church is that the Holy Spirit has value. Now, I love what he says next. As he said, I've never met anybody who, if they came across a counterfeit $100 bill, said, I don't want anything to do with the real thing because I had a bad experience with the counterfeit. No. And so even if you've had a bad experience or know somebody who's had a bad experience with the counterfeit, Holy Spirit, or a way that it's been abused or manipulated, there's still so much goodness in the true Holy Spirit that we need to understand. But here's the next thing is that we actually, we don't understand the way that the, the Spirit works. We're, we're really curious on both sides, like, okay, how do we, how do we utilize the, the power of the Holy Spirit? But also on the other side, like, who is the devil? What is Satan? What are demons? Are demons still around today? What, what is going on? How do I access power one way or another? And, and, and we want to wrap our minds around it, but we, we can't. All right, these are, these are heavenly things or helly things, and we're trying to understand them in earthly things. And so there's this intangible nature that we can't grasp, and that makes it really hard for us. Now, so not only is it, is it hard for us to understand, but it also seems imperfect. I've, uh, earlier this fall, we had a, a healing service, and, uh, and we had an opportunity to pray for, for different people. And, and I, I remember praying, and, and there was this one person I was praying for, and I thought, like, this prayer is really going to work. Like, I just, like, there, I felt the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, this, this works. That person didn't get healed. But then I prayed for somebody else, and I was like, oh, this, this isn't going to work. Like, I didn't feel the Spirit in the same way, and that person was healed. And I just, like, I, it seems imperfect. Why can't, why doesn't just, when I ask the Holy Spirit to do something, it doesn't. There's this nature of imperfect. And I think that goes to the last point, is that we struggle to control it, all right? Most of us like to be in control, but we can't control both the spiritual forces of good or darkness. And so because we can't just pull this lever or push this button and these things happen, the spiritual life seems foreign and strange to us. And so we are people who are skeptical of the power of both the good, what we would call the Holy Spirit, but also the spiritual forces of evil in this world. All right, and so if you're in there, um, if you're in there, I think, I think there's a lot of us who have that sort of skepticism. But I think there is evidence, there is reasons to believe in spiritual forces, both again of good, the Holy Spirit, but also the spiritual forces of evil in the world. The, one of the reasons is because I look at grand evil that doesn't make any sense, that is, un, that, that is not able to be understood. Some of you have um, had the same questions that, that I've had, and when you hear about stuff like the Holocaust or even the, Merv, the Oklahoma City bombing, and you just think, my gosh, like that doesn't make any sense. Like I get it, like selfish evil. When I want something and somebody gets it or I get really mad and, and I do something to a particular person, but to hurt or kill innocent people? Like, 
at, at a grand scale, like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem like evil is this big. It seems like evil is so much bigger than we can imagine. And I think that's one of the evidences for this spiritual forces. You know, one of the things that for us, the, we look at the tradition of the church and, and throughout history, in different times and places and in different ways in which the Christian church has found itself, they have consistently confirmed the presence of evil and they've consistently encountered it in different ways. And so we look at our brethren who have lived before us and they spoke of both good and evil that exist in the world. I also think about my own experiences. And so I've been a pastor now for almost 10 years. And I wanna tell you, the more I do this, the more I realize there's, I don't know what I'm doing, that there's, that there's power that is so beyond me as a pastor. I see this on, on, on a dark side. I mean, that, that again, people who have done things that again, make no logical sense. And even understanding mental health, that it still doesn't make sense in the context of addiction or other sort of things, that there seems to be more than what was there. Um, I've, I've encountered people who the most logical explanation is a demon that's going on in their life, things that I don't understand. But I've also seen like the goodness of God. I mentioned being a part of, of healing services and seeing people get healed and hearing stories that, again, make no sense outside of God's grace and God's Holy Spirit bringing in healing. I remember talking to a guy, and um, he was a, a music person and a worship leader at a, at a church I was at. And he had, he had a vocal cord injury, which is just the, the worst thing. And uh, amazingly, he was, he was healed and he was able to sing again. And when he went to the doctors, they said it was, um, they didn't call it a miracle. They called it an unexplained medical phenomenon. An unexplained medical phenomenon. We're going to call it a miracle because I've seen evidence of that. I've seen people receive freedom from addictions. I've experienced that in my own world. Something that I know I couldn't do through my own power has been done through the grace and goodness of God. And then for us, if we're going to be people who say that we are biblical people, then, then the Bible is full of evidences of spiritual forces of evil and goodness. But let's just talk about evil. In the garden, there was, there was the, the serpent that, that represented the, the devil that, that tempted Adam and Eve. We fast forward, we say, hey, Aaron, I like to do what Jesus says. Well, what Jesus um, what Jesus did was encounter the devil and darkness and spirits multiple times. You think about the, the wilderness in, in which the devil, he was, he was secluded for 40 days, all right? We're about there. Um, he was secluded for 40 days, and the devil kept tempting him with these different temptations, but, but he cast the, the devil aside. There was multiple times in which Jesus encountered demons, and he cast out demons, and, and, and he said about, about the devil, he said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And so this is the good news about who God is, 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 that, is that Jesus has come to give us life, but there is the spiritual force of darkness and power that we don't quite understand. Jesus cast out demons. And one of the crazy things is, is that he empowered his disciples to do the same. And so if you, can, if you want to say, you know what, Aaron, I don't really believe in this darkness stuff, then, then you're not just disagreeing with the, the church history, but you're also with Jesus, who when he, God was here, spoke directly to the spiritual forces of evil in this world. And so what I'm asking each and every one of us is not to believe it all, 
but just to be open to it. To be open that maybe there is a world that is more than we know or more than we can see. That, that maybe if there is the Holy Spirit, that there are these spiritual forces of darkness, and we need to understand that we are in a battle that we cannot see or understand. We are participants in a spiritual battle, and the question is, what do we do about it? And so what we're going to be doing over the next month or so is that we're going to be looking at this Armor of God passage that you heard the staff read earlier. And we're going to be looking specifically at at what are the different tools and what are the different um, things that God has told us to put on so that we can fight our battles. Because if we can get to a place where we understand that our battle is not just against flesh and blood, and maybe some of you have had some battles in your households, all right, some arguments back and forth with some flesh and blood, if we can understand that our battle is not just against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of darkness in this world, then we can say, hey, I need to be equipped for it. I need to be ready for it. I need to be ready for the schemes of the devil, the darkness that's out there. And it really makes me think about what's going on in in our world today. I mean, that that because we know that that COVID-19 is out there, we are taking the steps necessary in order to protect ourselves. And so, you know, you go out to the store and you wear a mask because that's, that's one of the things you can do to protect yourself and other people, right? You wash your hands for 20 seconds. 20 seconds takes forever when you're washing your hands, right? It's just like, come on, how long has it been? I got to just keep going. But you do that because that's a way you can protect yourself. We, we are doing this physical distancing in which we're staying away from one another to protect ourselves. We're doing all these things in order to protect ourselves. And what this scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 is that, is that these are the things that we need to do and the gifts that God has given us so that we can protect ourselves against the devil's schemes. It's not if you are gonna be in a battle, it's how you stand firm in the battle itself. Now, some of the things that, that he says here, um, and again, we're gonna be, be going over this, is it says, put on the whole armor of God. It doesn't say put on some of the armor of God. It, it invites us to put on the whole armor of God of God. And then in verse 13, it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. It repeats that, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. This is what we are called to do, is to stand firm in our battles. And so what we need to do is to fight not in our strength and armor, but to stand with his strength and armor. This is a battle that you and I can't win on our own. We must win through the power of God, and we cannot do it by ourselves. We need his immeasurable power, his unlimited goodness, his great strength, his might. And really, what, one of the things that Paul is doing in this text is he's, he's echoing back to some of the words that he's used at the beginning of Ephesians chapter 1. Now, I don't expect you to have Ephesians memorized, all right? Though I would love it if during this season, we really, as a church, how cool would it be if we memorized Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and really took in the Word of God, not just heard it, but like dwelt in it and remembered it deeply. I would love for us to, to memorize this text as a body of Christ. But what he does in Ephesians chapter 1 is is he has um, these words, and he says, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe 
according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. So do you hear what he's saying here? Is, is basically this, that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available to you and I. The same power that, that lifted the dead body of Jesus to life again is available to us in our day-to-day life. But yet, how many of us don't access that power and instead try to do things on our own? We have the access to this unlimited, immense, indescribable power. But yet you and I, we try to fight our battles with what we have in our hands. And what God says is, 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 I've got power for you. I've got tools for you. I've got resources for you. If you'll just let me give it to you. Uh, One of my favorite scriptures comes from Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. And it says this, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. I want to know Christ. And the more I know Christ, the more Christ lives in me. And I want to experience that power that comes with it. And so this is the good news, is that there are spiritual forces of evil in this world. There's darkness. There are cosmic powers we don't understand. And and the good news is, I don't have to understand it in order to fight against it. The scripture doesn't say, understand the enemy and then fight against the enemy. The scripture says, here's what you need to do to fight. Trust me that I've already defeated sin and darkness. And this is what we believe happened on Easter. What we believe happened last Sunday. When Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he gave the final death nail to death and to sin and to darkness. All right? And it's a fatal wound. It is the one that is killing sin and darkness. But we live in this sort of already, not yet world in which already sin, death, evil, Satan has been defeated, but we have not yet fully realized it. The wound has killed, is killing him, but it's not yet killed him. And so we still fight in the spiritual battle. We fight in the spiritual battle against darkness. Now, as I think about this fight that we're in, I actually think sometimes about it, a quote by C.S. Lewis. And, and, he, and he says this really, really well, because when we're in it, it's, it's easy for us to overblow the fight, all right? That, that everything that happens is, is the devil's fault or, or the enemy's fault, right? Like we stub our toe and we're like, dang you, devil, you messed up my day, right? Like, you know, sometimes I really think we just stub our toe, all right? But I love this, this quote from C.S. Lewis, and, and this, is what he, this is what he says. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall into about the devils. One is to disbelieve their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. And so during this sermon series, we're not going to spend a lot of time about all those spiritual forces of evil and darkness and everything else like that. All right, we're going to acknowledge that that's happening and that there's, stuff, there's more than we, can, than we know or understand. But really what we're going to focus on is what does God want us to do? Because we need the power that comes from Jesus' resurrection. We need access to the more, especially in seasons in which we're running thin and low. I mean, I think about that, that car that, 
um, that, that I had in the mystery box. And, and again, it needs power from the outside. It's easy for us to see that, right? Like it needs somebody revving up those wheels and getting those wheels going to go. It needs power from the outside, and that's you and I. We need power from the outside. Because I don't know about you, but it's easy to be weary. And, and there are some days, even me as a pastor, I'll, I'll just sort of like, okay, I can make it through today. I can, I'm going to get through it, all right? And I'm going I'm to accomplish great things today. But what happens is it just wears me out. And by the end of the day, I just, I don't have anything left. But what I need is the immeasurably more that God has in us. We need more of God's power to fight in this world. We need it. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to you and I. And so in a world in which it may look like we're surrounded, um, in, in which darkness and death and disease is around us, the truth is, is that we are surrounded by God's power even more. That there is this goodness that is all around us that, that, that we can bring upon ourselves when we open ourselves to God and we follow and we clothe ourselves the way God wants us to do. And so that's what we're going to be looking at over the next uh, few weeks is looking at the different elements of armor that he's asking us to put on. But I want to read the, the end of this passage to you all now. And it says, praying at, and listen to, how, listen to the word all in this, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. You see that, that there's that, that scope is all, 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 all. Is that everything we do, all of it, needs to be done through prayer. Is that the way we access God's power is through prayer. It's through turning our heart and our attention to Jesus and saying, I want more. I need more. There is more that I don't, there is more of you. I want more of you, Jesus. And I want to access that goodness and that power in this land and in this time. And so that's one of the reasons why this Saturday we're going to be having our, our prayer vigil is because it's going to be us as a congregation being togetherish, to being saying, Lord, we need more. And so for this 24 hours in different 20-minute spots, and again, we'd love for you to, to sign up, um, that, that as you sign up, that you would just pray for more of God's power, more of God's healing in this world, more of God's grace and goodness. Because we are in a battle. And the battle is not just against flesh and blood, and sometimes that would be enough. But our battle is against the spiritual forces of darkness. And so you and I have a choice. We can either pretend that the battle doesn't exist, we can pretend that it's not happening and go about our merry way. Or we can say, God, can you equip me for this battle? Can you help me to stand firm and to thrive in the midst of it? That's what I'm going to choose. Lord, equip me. Equip us for this battle that we don't know or fully understand. But we know the only way to win this battle is with more of you. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we do just come to you today. And, Lord, I don't know the, the spiritual battles that people have been facing there. People in this congregation who have, who have battled things that are scary. Lord, some, some spiritual forces of evil. 
Lord, sometimes life would just be hard enough as it is. But Lord, we know that there's some element we don't know or understand. But Lord, we know that you are more powerful, that you are greater, that you are stronger than any enemy that is out there. If you are for us, then who or what can be against us? And so, Lord, we pray that as, as it may feel like we're surrounded, as it may feel like that there is this cosmic, that this battle is happening and that we are being worn down, Lord, would you arm us with your armor? Would you equip us to put on the whole armor of God so that we can fight our battles that are going on? And so, Lord, as your people, we pray for more. More of your Holy Spirit, more of your goodness, more of your power, and more of your love. We trust you, and we love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.